Documentaries with myself, Matt Wills, and my very, very good friend, Rick Wharton. Today, we are dissecting the documentary, Wrinkles the Clown. Quick bit of info on this one. It's a very new documentary. It was out in the year 2020, which is now. I got it from Amazon. Where did you get it from, Rick? Uh, Pirate Biff. Right. <laughs> Amazon as well, you say? Oh, good. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're listening to us. All right. They're, they're checking this shut shit out. us down. This is just this is more for the Donny, uh, not the, the Johnny Depp prosecution. It's <laughs> yeah. just stockpiling stuff on us now. Yeah. Take a number and we'll get to you, uh, people who made this documentary. Um, the director is Michael Beach Nichols. Now, he looks like. Robert Webb from the Mitchell and Webb show, which um, I mean, peep show. T- yeah, peep show. Yeah, yeah. he's the he's the spit. <laughs> um, that number but, one British comedy in the last twenty years. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not the sketch show they did as a spin-off. <laughs> listen, not dissimilar to uh, the Office, uh, Extras, uh, Forty Towers. I've never seen none of them. Wow, what I wouldn't give to be you during lockdown right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is this this one's uh, an extra special bonus episode for Halloween. It is for Halloween, yeah, and we're late, and, and we have bulk recorded everything uh, into the future. So it's very nice just to have a little time capsule of what life's like for us now. So yeah. we're about to go into a second lockdown. We are. Yeah, we've had to uh, had to go into town for supplies because you know everyone goes out and all the dicks go and buy all the toilet roll. So just in case they went and bought the toilet roll, I had to go and buy a stack full of toilet roll. Um, oh, okay. Well, I'm I am I, way ahead of the game because I've been stockpiling toilet roll since I left home. So see, was that 30, I, 33 years ago? See, I thought you were going to, because I know you do all these kind of weird diets and things. I thought you were going to say, I'm ahead of the game because I've stopped pooping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, last lockdown, I did stop eating, which I found helped a lot. So uh, this lockdown, basically come come lockdown day, I basically, I will shave my head so I'll be completely bald. And then that'll be it. I'll go into sort of a oh, month. is that like, a choice for you, is it? That, is that yeah, a choice? that is a choice, yeah. Oh, you're tall. Is that a choice for you? Is it right? Yeah, we've all got our crosses to bear, Rick yeah. Wharton. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm five ten. All right. <laughs> yeah, average. You're average. For, forget my fucking <laughs> my tall guy privilege. I should have checked that at the door, should I? <laughs> fucking graduate. Start eating. <laughs> right, I got right. The money. Right, speaking the mo- of. Speaking of grouchy little kids, welcome to Wrinkles the Clown, the Halloween special. <laughs> this was so weird, right? Right, so the money, it's literally just came out. So it came out during a global pandemic. So it it took $28,000, which ain't bad, right? That was on its opening weekend, but it's only grossed $14,000, which I don't fully understand. So basically... I can understand why. <laughs> but no, but... It, because pirate it, beer's got it. <laughs> no, it took double the money. 
yet it's only grossed 14 grand. So it's only grossed half the money. I think this is why I was a bad account manager when I was in the IT game. I've never understood net or gross, all of that stuff. I just don't get it. Um, the accolades, it's had one nomination for the director of Best Director. And here's the blurb. It started with a surveillance video on YouTube that depicted a child sleeping peacefully until a clown skid out from underneath her bed. The similar videos started to appear online, which went viral and launched Wrinkles the Clown. Now, I chose this one, which surprised me because you then chose it. And that surprised the yeah, hell out that's, of me. Yeah, that, that's a sad thing because that just means I just play and don't listen to you, man. Right, yes. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't even realise you chose it. I'm glad you picked up on the subtle way I slipped that in there. <laughs> yeah. Matt sent me a documentary about cats yawning and I was just yeah. like, fine, I'll start looking for more documentaries. <laughs> now, this documentary is classed as a horror, which is is kind of true in a way because i was terrified initially i was messaging you before i watched it going i'm quite scared to watch this and then i was terrified that it would never end because this was a proper bore fest for me this was genuinely this was what my dad would call poxy poxy i'll say this um we have to go through this documentary chronologically Otherwise, we'll be finished already. <laughs> I, I this, didn't get this, it. What, what, what did well, I miss? Well, we'll go through it from bit, from piece to piece. Because again, if, if we sum it up now, then there's no, there's no point. So it starts off, and that's the winning bit. All you need is a good trailer. <laughs> right, the good trailer. The good trailer is the footage that came up online, which was um, cam footage of a clown coming out from under a child's bed. Yeah. And switching off the camera, and that went super viral. Now, the reason yeah. why this interested me is this went so viral, it then sparked copycats and things. Yeah. And in my hometown of Chesley Street, there was a copycat, which I did. A, I had like a, a material that I, that I went around with for too long, basically. <laughs> so I did the bit. <laughs> and in the bit. Where would this have, This would have been three years ago. 2017? Uh, see, the problem is with material, it goes off like fruit. So yeah. they got, I was doing the tour support at the time, and my mate that I was doing the support for got so sick of it, I then got bullied out of doing the material, and we are going to get him on for a future episode. He wanted to do this one, but I couldn't be asked to sort out the tech to get him onto it. Yeah, that's fair So enough. we're going to get him on for uh, Room 237, the Shining episode we're going to do in the future at some point. Which is another horror yeah. episode, and basically Rick's aim is to basically make me as uncomfortable as possible because I don't like watching horrors. So I'm going to have to watch The Shining, which I, we're going to do that together, right, man? I think we're going to do that as a watch-along. We'll see how that goes. Or or just interview you after watching it because, unfortunately, for horror, you need to shut the fuck up to be to watch it and be scared. So, <laughs> so that could be an hour and 45 you- minutes of me going, shh, watch. <laughs> when, we, um, when we watch football together for the first time on TV... What West Ham, qu- Newcastle, first game of the season. What I quite liked was the fact that you don't do the look at you. So I don't know if you watched, I don't know how many different people you've ever watched TV with in your life, but I've cut a load of people out who I watch TV with where if something funny happens or if there's a thing happening, they look at you to see your reaction. I hate that. Yeah, no, you, you've, you've got to downplay it. 
so they enjoy it. Everything, like if you oversell no, you, anything, and I'm terrible. No, ter- hang on. no, I'm no, no, you've got to be. This. No, you've got to be watching it and so immersed in it. You That's don't what I mean. know the That's other I mean. person's there. You can't, Why are you looking at you their reaction? Be, what do you care? Yeah, you, you can't be like, oh, whoa, 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 wait, we'll check this bit coming out. Ah, uh, uh, oh, you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> you can't do that. They have to be checked out. There was an argument with a friend who was asking for horror recommendations, and there's a movie called The Strangers. And uh, no, it was basically loosely, I, I fully understand that. I was just going to talk over you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know you haven't watched The Strangers. I've never even heard of it. There is, there's, it's based on very similar to the home invasions that the Manson family used to do, Charles Manson. Okay, yeah, yeah. And um, it, there's a whole bunch of directorial choices which were fascinating. Like there's no music in the whole thing. Oh, um, smart! So, so that, so that then puts it on ease. Like very little happens for long periods of time, and then like there'll be someone in the background. And but since it's, you, you got so calm and settled, you then get a huge jump because they're not used to that right. happening. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all kinds of those things when you watch a lot of horrors. But he he asked asked for a horror recommendation for a date. It then gets in touch with me goes, Mike, that was bloody shit. That was. I can't believe you. <laughs> and I'm like. You were on a date. You were sat talking, and then you went, "Oh, that goes in the background." And it's just like, no, you, it's not the one for you. Have to sit down and watch it to be scared. All right, that that's kind of how yeah, it yeah. works with with these words. So we're going to try um, and watch TV together, which I think is the or an interview it, after. We'll do basically yeah, okay. what we might do is a regular episode, but about The Shining. Right, <laughs> is what we might do. <laughs> Because, because I think, yeah, okay. the, the the point is for you to to check it, and and deep down there was a reference to the shining in Grey State that I want you to fucking appreciate. Right, <laughs> okay. we well, because you made it. a clever quip that you want me to. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, yes. Because um, the, the payoff for me having to watch the shining is, I'm gonna, you're gonna have to watch the Patrick Swayze documentary. It's quid pro quo, my friend. This is the, this is the balance well, of life and. That's how it goes, I'm well, afraid. What we will do is we will submit the idea of the Patrick Swayze documentary <laughs> and see if that passes the owners and directors test. There's no reason why it shouldn't pass the owners and directors test. They may just they may just say it will happen and then string you along for months like you're looking forward to doing this. <laughs> oh, the disappointment and joy we've had. So I guess as a couple, as a professional couple, which we kind of are becoming we're going to try we and watch TV. Now. Yeah, we are going to try and watch TV together that's not football. So uh, I look forward to that. So anyway, back to Wrinkles the Clown. Now, Wrinkles the Clown, when that video went viral, like you said, there was lots of other clown japes. Let, let's use right, that this word. Spiraled, spiraled from it because it became so viral. Um, so the interesting thing about Wrinkles the Clown, scary-ass-looking scary clown. Yep. The Very. video went viral, and they put stickers around with his number on it. And the idea was, Wrinkles goes, will go. You can hire Wrinkles to scare children that aren't behaving in Florida, America. And and when you ring the number, it actually had like the answer phone message from Wrinkles. Yeah. Now Wrinkles the clown, his voice. Now they didn't want to. They they clearly got the real Wrinkles the clown because you see him right. He's like a. He's like a um, Uncle Albert from Only Fools and Horses. And he goes, I don't want you to hear my real voice because people will recognize me. So they voice The voice over. they give him is brilliant. He's like an extra from Donnie Brasco. He is. He's a colleague of Fat Tony's from The Simpsons, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, how are you doing? 
<laughs> a lot of people do this. Yeah. It is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> I ain't heard that one today. I love this it. Is I love this is the cloud. Point. Look, look at the screen there. Can you see the little? Oh Jesus! Let's get the shit out of me. Just that voice, like the face in the background. I was like, "What the fuck is my doing?" I'm so sorry. You look lovely, pet. I'm not seeing you. Look like... <laughs> that was my missus sticking her head into the studio here. I just thought um, this is happening because I can't. I can't um, edit these. <laughs> so if anything happens to Matt, these just get released automatically for twelve months. <laughs> we need to go viral now. Um, hang on, I've got a. Could you shut that door? Does I want to... Is she out? No. Tricks, get out. <laughs> get my dressing gown. Is this you getting revenge? Is this what this yeah, is? I'm going to get my dressing gown. Is <laughs> Thanks. We were, she was on a Zoom call the other day, and I kind of, I thought it was half time or something. So I walked in, and they saw me, and I was in my board shorts and a T-shirt, and she said, oh, that was, sorry, that was my cleaner. I then walked in about an hour later uh, in my dressing gown. <laughs> I had a great one of power that's. I haven't lived it down. So that was her getting revenge, walking into the studio so our, there. Our, our lass has to do a whole bunch of... Um, like She's always had to work from home. This is like pre-lockdown. She, she works from home. And does um, like Zoom meetings all over the world with right. like different offices, and uh, there's like America, Japan, all sorts. So there are all times of the day, and I woke up uh, around midday, uh, and she's in the living room instead of the office. So it's it's all when she's working from home, and I've got a gig on the evening. It's it's upsetting for her to see the the difference in workloads. I think. <laughs> um, I got nothing to do but play the Xbox till I till I leave for a gig. Um, and I get super insecure and try and make a laugh, <laughs> mainly just to, the moonwalk moonwalk out of the room when I wake up around two o'clock. Going, oh, I can't put the Xbox on. I'll, I'll nip out. All right. And uh, so she's she's leading a meeting, and as like I said, there's all over the world the uh, people she's talking to, and I kind of held my hand up as if I wanted to say something to her. So she pauses mid sentence, and I farted as loud as I possibly could, and her draw just drops right and i'm like because i thought you'd laugh the eight-year-old in me loves that <laughs> yeah yeah like soup super loud fart and I, and like she then put it on pause and went i can't believe you just did that everyone's gonna think that was me i goes would you say it was someone else and she goes no because whoever's talking pops the leader the of the screen. conversation you you see the airwaves so to people in boston they just heard her talking blah 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 blah, blah, blah <laughs> and then disappeared <laughs> So, t- t- so, she, so to them, she just disappeared into her own fart. And then she has to compose herself and act like nothing happened. And that's how good this documentary is, that we would rather talk about our strained relationships with our other halves. Yeah. Yeah, because the documentary, like, so... I didn't get it. What, what was... I, I did not get the point of the documentary. What... It was about the viral sensation of Wrinkles the Clown, but there was so little to go on. Yeah. Because immediately they go from this great footage of this like creepy clown. You're going to go like, so what's the backstory to this or what he's yeah. doing? Then you see a guy living in a motorhome. Yep. And then they start to interview nine-year-old kids. Not, it's not a motorhome. It's a, it's a, it's a tiny little camper van. It's, uh, yeah, he's, camper he's, van, yeah. yeah. He's living a miserable life by the looks of it. And uh, he says he offers so they, behavioral so, services to parents. 
That's his unique messed, selling point. And it is messed up that parents ring this number and kids start crying in the background. Oh, mate, this is parents who have lost the discipline battle with their children. Yeah, and they, they basically phone the clown to scare the crap out of their, their, their kids. What is going on in America that these parents need to do that? How did it, how did it get that bad? Wrinkles are going, well, on my day, you used to get the belt. So. Yeah. And it's just like, well, you, you turned out just fine, didn't you, Wrinkles? You my dad used to just... beat the crap out of me with a belt, did he? Now, I, I, I am believe. Yeah, that seems believable. What I did like about Wrinkles living in the, uh, in the camper van was his choice of eating materials and drinking materials. So he, he looked like he only drinks out of cans of beer and he only eats off of paper plates. Th- this this what, guy's if, got a transient life. If you want to really want to scare the shit out of kids, show them how Wrinkles actually lives. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Are you not going to study well in school? Every time he uses the microwave, his TV switches off. <laughs> <laughs> And did you, he had an old uh, VCR in there and a little black and white telly. The guy's got a miserable ass life. And very few parents admitted to using it. They got one one da- dad-daughter combo to admit that he uses it and how yeah. it's a good tool. And that really reminded me of the short game, an episode we've got coming up about yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. pushy parents. And I could just imagine him on the golf course going, if you don't hit under par, wrinkles is coming <laughs> to fucking get you. Bring in the clown. <laughs> Effectively, what the parents are admitting is when they're going to go for the services of wrinkles the clown, that they've been outwitted by a child. That's what they're, that's what they're saying. My mate Andy used to say that you have to break a kid's will if you want to be a good parent. That's why I've never been a parent. I don't want to have to break another human being's will just so I can have a reasonable existence. This is an insane <laughs> living. Why would you want to do that? And he was, from a, a mind control point of view, this guy was an expert. He was really good. And he goes, yeah, he broke his kids when they were about three or four years old. And he used to tell it his kids to him were just adorable, whereas to his wife, they were right little sods. But they wouldn't play up in front of him because they were like terrified that dad was going to do something insane. Uh, do you know what? I think it's the patient. As much as kids' attention spans have gone, so have parents. Like, so they can say we the are... with no children who, who clearly have no idea. We can barely manage ourselves, Rick. That's. Yeah, that's that's not that that's true. But again, parents back in the day, they didn't have mobile phones to fuck around with. They weren't the computer game generation where they had all this cool shit to play with. Yeah, the hoop and the stick generation. Yeah, they'll sit down and they'll fucking explain shit to the kids. But us, we had we just got better stuff to do with free time. So it's like, hey, if you don't shut up, I'll oh, yeah, I'll call the clown. Uh, yeah, I'll call the just... bloody clown. Well, because we are the king of outsource, right? That's our entire generation. Just outsource the whole thing. Um, I just thought if they just took the sugar away from the parents and the children, I kind of think things would be slightly better. I'm back on anti-sugar. That, all, that, that, that first week would have, would have been too difficult, to be fair. That would, that, have, been... That would have been tricky. But the, the trick and treat, because of uh, pandemic, trick and treat didn't happen this weekend. But because I ain't got kids, no one tells me these things. So I bought loads of chocolate just in case the neighborhood children came around because I don't want them smashing up my house. Because uh, I live where I live, that's the sort of thing they would do. 
But then no one came round. So me and the missus ended up eating buckets of chocolate. It's, it's not good. This pandemic's destroying me. Right, it's so... It's all filler, this documentary. Because the, the interesting part is the viral video and then the clown. Yeah. And then they they show you the the amount of abuse this guy gets on his mobile phone, his voicemail and stuff like that. But in between, like I said, don't don't give me footage of nine-year-olds trying to talk about what they think about stuff because they don't know shit. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. interesting. That 13-year-old ha- kid who said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a filmmaker one day. I, I didn't. Buy into this documentary to listen to your dreams and aspirations, young man. The funny thing, the way he was talking is like, I like YouTube because you can do whatever you like. Like he's been arguing with the studio (laughs) over creative direction. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, how censored have you been at the age of 12, 13 years old? Have you got me in the right light? How do I look? How do I look, director? and then you can just tell, like, because I, again, I, I, a lot the guys I lived with in uni were film study students. And I can just see it as just filler. Like they go and they're just filming stuff of like what Wrinkles is doing as a movie, and it's just like, but that's not the documentary. That's not what this clown. Yeah. I thought was they they got a good three minutes for a trailer and then just slapped it together. In my opinion, I, I agree. Yeah, because it was. But the, they, the trailer though, what a tra- the trailer's good. Well, they go I mean, into, we like, could talk folklore. about the trailer longer than we could talk about the documentary because that was incredibly that, well we, put together. That's literally all we have to talk about, to be honest, like, isn't it? Like, well, no, because there was the switcheroo in the middle, but we will, as well, you always say, yeah, we will sorry. get to that. One of the so parents... They, they, go, they go into folklore, first of all. So this is one of the things they fill up with. They talk about Slender Man, which is like the online boogeyman, which then they recently made a movie of. They Was that Steven Seagal film? No, oh, okay. no, no, no. That's that's it's a modern movie on Netflix. It's basically oh, okay. like a, a slim apparition that tells you to kill yourself or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, and then they do like the Bloody Mary, the Candyman. That that made me chuckle a little bit because I remember that in school where like it'd be like in year six or before you hit secondary school, just be like, and again, it's the accent that makes me laugh from the memory because I have not been long around enough Geordies recently of just someone going. Candyman, Candyman, <laughs> Candyman. <laughs> and then someone squished like, oh, fucking hell, it's Candyman. <laughs> no, I, I know none of this stuff because I'd stay away from stuff like that because I find it terrifying. But one of the parents said, um, you hope that the kids have got a good sense of what's right. You moron. How did you trick a woman into breeding with you? Don't hope what children have. Children are sods. They will screw you over. What about what that little girl said to her dad? He said, I'm going to phone Wrinkles the clown. She was about seven and she went, Daddy, I know where the gun's kept. And if he comes in at 3 a.m., her dad's like, oh, my God, you're going to get me arrested. Yeah, you, you should be arrested. Social services, get over there. And then they brought up someone who I would love to find a good documentary on. If any listeners have seen a good documentary on this guy, that's what I want to be watching. And that is John Wayne Gacy. My God, he dressed up as a clown. He was a serial killer, right? Yeah, yeah. He was a party clown that was also a serial killer. Right. Now, to have a name like John Wayne and get famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that's, that's the level you've got to go to. That is the level you'd have to surpass. But that is what I'd want to hear. But yeah, that's basically all I told you about John Wayne Gacy is he did that. Where I would, There would be a much more dearth of shit to talk about about him and the stuff he did 
compared to this? Because again, you you're cutting back to like an eleven year old kid who wants to be a clown when he's older yes. and scare people. Well, and, and uh, well, they... hang on, Andy wanted to be an animal behaviorologist. Yeah, he's a future serial killer. That kid. Yeah, he he's got future serial killer written all over him. Who sits in their room drawing clowns? Um. So, Wrinkle the clown. Right? Wrinkle's the clown. His phone number went viral, and he's had over a million voicemails. Now, Rick, from your experience of working in phone shops, what contract should he be on? <laughs> <laughs> That's how bored I was during this documentary. I'm like, oh, I wonder what contract he's got. Rick will know. He's worked in every phone shop going. I could just imagine him coming in saying there's a problem, then haven't listened to, hey, you fucking killer clown. <laughs> and I'm just like... Well, Ray, what you want to do is you you just press three. You don't have to listen to them. Um, but a million voicemails. That's a lot of voicemails. And the cutscenes, like, since they're filmed and you see, like, the clown, like, painting blood on a wall and stuff, it's not scary when you know there's a fucking boom my guy asking them to step yeah. into the light correctly. Like The folklore stuff was interesting. So the there was a folklorist website, and it is that superstition thing you were talking about. The interesting thing about the guy who runs that website is, did you see what he had in his office behind him? No, I don't even remember the guy, uh, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, he had action figures mounted on the wall behind him from the film The Big Lebowski. Oh, did he? Yeah. Now, one would this be our, cool. That's our Room 237 moment. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> but he had at least six of them, of Walter and of the dude. Oh, that's pretty cool. No, no, one is the cool. Other but the other five are like, mate, you need to speak to that other parent about how he tricked a woman to breed with him because that's I what heard, he's going to have to do. I heard on another podcast the other day, um, Walter Subject from Big Lebowski is actually based on a real Hollywood producer. Oh, okay. Because apparently so, someone uh, took credit for a line he wrote and he actually went and smashed up his car and screamed, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. And that's where that line comes from. It's based on this uh, some aggressive Hollywood producer. Ha-ha. Because I've got a, um, a friend who's incredibly difficult and he reminds me of Walter. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and I was just the the calls and the hate mail that uh, the guy wrinkles the clown gets. I just thought Kate Nash couldn't handle this level of heat. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Nash, friend of the show, maybe. <laughs> and then, and then at this point, because the guy doesn't want his face to be shown, then it shows you his face. Yeah, and you're like, well, well, then that just messes them up. That's messed him up. What happened? Did he fall out of the film crew? And they're like, fuck it, we need to make a documentary out of this because we've got nothing. And then it turns out that this guy all along has just been an actor. Yeah, for the sake of the documentary. Yeah, and he's asking, should I be in shot here? Should I be? Yeah. So that that's uh, all this stuff that we've watched isn't even real. This has been fictitious. Yeah. And the guy, everything. So it turns out Wrinkles the Clown is just a guy who did a social experiment. And that part is actually relatively interesting. It's just yes. they had to put all this filler in before it. So the guy who made the video is just a filmmaker who filmed it with his own family, his own daughter, who was in on it. He wasn't scaring the shit out of her. And he just put it out there with a picture and a phone number and saw what happened. And it went 
lightning viral. It went on all the news channels. It went on, like, Jimmy Fallon was talking about yeah. it, which is huge. It's, it's, it's incredible. And he's talking about how it's messed up the parents would call the clown to scare yeah. kids and stuff like that. He's even against that. But the funny thing is, is where uh, celebrity corrupts. Because he's like, I wondered what problem I was having, but then he then he realised that I'm still getting attention, so I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? And, but the weird thing is, up until that twist where you meet where you meet him, now he sounds like a really genuinely good guy, right? He he's he was intelligent. He was much more intelligent than the actor they got to play him in the the first bit. Who 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 they were told not to act intelligent? Yeah, <laughs> sound like a mob boss. Yeah. <laughs> But even he sounds like a cocky New Yorker. Like, and no, no, he's got a computerized voice, isn't he? The the new actual. Yeah, it's like the modulated. I've kidnapped. I've actually kidnapped your kids, and uh, this is where you drop the money off. Voice. But the the lead up to the switcheroo, the plot twist. Basically, you see Wrinkles the Clown, the Uncle Albert version, in a lap dancing club, right? And here's, that cracked me up. Here's what he said. I right? know the quote you're going to say. I love it. I don't really do the strip clubs as much as I'd like to. Is it cost a lot of That's money? A you know? <laughs> you know, I don't get to them as much as I'd like to. You, you know? know? It's and you the way it is. It's expensive. And you see him getting a lap dance. And it's at that point, that is 40 minutes into the documentary. And I'm like, oh, okay, the 40 minute low. And then they bring in the new guy. The fascinating thing is, though, he never, he didn't. That's an actor. You know, he yeah. wrote that for him to do that. And it's just like, they had nothing, they had nothing, unfortunately. That just wasn't but, enough for a documentary. But you just because know. Because what they should have. You just know the actor has turned around to the director and gone, I think what my character would do at this point is go to a strip club. I think that's, the, we should show the desperation of that man. We should go to that strip club where I've parked my camper van. What do you think, Mr. Director? A director like, yeah, okay, come on. We've got a few hundred dollars left in the budget. Let's get you in a strip club. It was ridiculous. You ever done much strip clubs? Yeah. When I yeah. used to drink, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I've got a, one of my best friends uh, back in the day when we were drinking and we would genuinely drink. We would see each other at a certain strip club. He would always be leaving, and I'd be arriving. And it was just, yeah, it was in, it was insane. I am, um, I once, because I used to work in account management, right? Which is basically, you have to keep your clients happy. So you'd take them out for a, so you'd get to the pub about eleven, twelve o'clock. Um, you'd have a couple of pints, then you'd take them for a really nice meal, then you'd go for a few more pints, and then now and again. When you were absolutely hammered, they'd go, "Let's go to a strip club." So yeah, all right then. And I, was that when you were going into the Asian markets by any chance? <laughs> I just don't want to talk stereotypes. The karaoke bars are closed. No, just from movies. That's 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 the transition of what you're telling me. Well, the weird thing is because you can drink there late, so it's incredibly handy for a drunk drunk like me, right? It was incredibly handy. And in the cab, I remember once in the cab on the way there, I went, "Just so you know, lads, this is not really my thing," but. I'll do it because, you know, let's go and have a laugh. But it's not really my cup of tea, right? As we got in there, a stripper ran up to me and went, Matt, welcome back. (laughs) 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 I dropped about two or three grand in there the week before. (laughs) Oh, man, which I have no recollection of. I would go home and my my fiancé would find her. She would say to me, 
where'd you go last night? And I'll be like, oh, I don't know, babe. I, I, I don't know. I went drinking. I'm, I'm not really sure. And she went, do you think you went to a strip club? And I went, um, no, it doesn't strike me as the, the sort of thing I'd do, darling. And she went, I said, got what? glitter rubbed down half your face. <laughs> it was that, apparently I had 45 books of matches from the strip club. <laughs> they were scattered over the bedroom floor. Oh, I'm so sorry for all the pain I caused when I was drinking. I oh, really am. There was a there was a pal stag do, and uh, the level of stag do it was is the stag do was in Birmingham. <laughs> so, oh, that's and, that's a good place to drink. I used to live in Birmingham, and um, so they on the first night they all went to this. We all went to the strip club, and you kind and you just weren't no because me me and my mate turned up on day two which is a bad idea night one of a stag do is the fun night night two you're fucked yeah night one and, is the getting to know you that's where you find your pack within the pack yeah and then night two everyone's next so every, it was like hungover guys in a strip club so it was low energy and i think it was a sunday night as well so it wasn't packed so like yeah, and uh, the guy I came with and I was sharing the hotel room with, I went to the bar and I just see he's got two women on, like stroking him and he's busy signing something and he's got a champagne bottle with sparklers in and I'm not I'm not going to say his name, but I'm like, oh, pal, pal, you didn't want to do this. like, and, and like, I swear to God, he just, like, it was as if I was an apparition, as if I was a ghost. He looked through me as he's getting his ball stroked into the VIP room. <laughs> Just like this has happened. <laughs> Just walked in there like a motivated T one thousand. Just nothing stopping him from going in there. And I'll never forget. I woke up to the sound of him crying when he realised what he'd done. And he just the the line that killed me was, "I could have bought an Xbox." <laughs> <laughs> that story. I was was it you? I was telling the other day where we went to Australia for the weekend. So we got there on the Friday night. On the Saturday was the stag do. So we started drinking at like 10, 11 a.m. Um, then we then we went for golf. Then we went for a meal. And then we ended up in a strip club. And at that point, my brain must have broke because I thought 10 Australian dollars was six pence. So I was making it rain with the money, as they say. <laughs> all I was a proper big shot. Oi, look, I've checked me out, girls. Um, all the, Steve Buscemi in Armageddon. <laughs> I, that's me, right? I was that guy. I borrowed a lot of money from Fat Tony. Um, I was buying everyone a drink, the barman, the bouncers. I was everyone's best mate. Ended up in a casino later on. We must At this point, I've been drinking for 13, 14 hours. And I don't know what happened. My brain reset and I realised, yeah... It wasn't six pence was 10 Australian dollars. It was six pounds. I'd spent <laughs> thousands. I was just, I was just, <laughs> that was such an expensive weekend. And this is what you can do if you've got a reasonable income and no children. You could do stuff like that. Australia for What's the weekend. It? I can't even go to my front room now for the weekend. That's how poor I am now. Bad life choices, my man. Me and a buddy were laughing because, um, I think we're doing it was something called the Preston Tringe on the way up to Edinburgh Festival. So we did like a week in Preston, which, and they Where's didn't realise there was a Preston's near Manchester, right? Okay, and they didn't realise there was a like because we were green. We didn't realise that like there's, there's the Edinburgh Festival and then there's everything else. So we thought we were doing like a run of fringes to get ready for Edinburgh, right? And the only the only place that was open to drink after a show was was a strip club called Perfect Ten, and it was called that because it was 10 pound a lap dance okay. and i remember the 
we were laughing because we were like, it, "What we? It would be great if you could pick your own song for the private dancers because you, you'd pick the ones that that lasted the I longest." Do. So you, <laughs> no, no, so yeah, but exactly, Bohemian Rhapsody. You just make them just go for a full like nine minutes or or bat out of hell like a meatloaf fucking ballad. <laughs> Can I have Mozart's concerto in D major, please? <laughs> But yeah, so back to the documentary. So this all goes viral. And uh, what interested me, which isn't covered enough in this, is the killer clown pranks started. Now, um, now I've, so I've, I, I experienced this. So basically, me and the missus are in Brighton. We've gone to the comedy club there and we're walking down the street. And in a shop's doorway... Someone sort of boxed it off with boxes and a pallet thing. And then basically this clown stood up. I jumped back and shit myself. My missus was laughing and the clown just went, shh, and put his finger because he was waiting for someone, basically. I I said, should we phone the police? Because I didn't know about the viral stuff. I didn't know any of this. Um, And she went, no, it's a thing on the Internet. Don't worry about it. He could have been a killer. Yeah. He genuinely could have been. But, but the, then you're buying the in, into the, the nonsense, right? The, in, the interesting crux of it was the mob mentality that then proceeded from it because then people were hunting the clowns and the yeah. police were actually worried about the plown, clowns getting hurt. Yes, yeah. Which, which was a, a funny switcheroo. But I, I, that those words are dead to me now after it's been repeated back to me in a, in a full Geordie accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If I could, no, I'm not. I'm not. I would post a clip of it at the end, but uh, I'm not going to. <laughs> the the local circus went into lockdown because they were terrified about their staff. Everyone just stay in. Um, here's how disconnected I was from this documentary. Um, in the Uncle this will Albert, be our shortest episode. Yeah, maybe this, this well, will without a doubt be. Well, the the Uncle Albert wrinkles the clown in his camper van. He's got a Ron John surf shop sticker. Now, I went to that actual shop, right? It's uh, It never closes. I, I don't know how they're coping in the pandemic, but I went there uh, with an oh, ex- one can only hope. Well, <laughs> with an well, ex- Well, that get me Billabong t-shirt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went there with an ex-ex-girlfriend and I bought a pair of flip-flops. Now, this was 23 years ago. Those flip-flops have travelled with me around the planet multiple times. They're still going, man, from Ron John's <laughs> surf shop. So I spent 20 minutes looking at the Ron John website. <laughs> People may think that's an erroneous bit of information, but compared to the documentary we just watched, that is, that's, that's explaining the moon landing didn't exist in terms of interest. <laughs> <laughs> well, just so you know, here's what I learned. Uh, Ron John set up, uh, it was 1959, and he was on the New Jersey shore, and a bright young man named Ron Demira was just discovering the sport of surfing. He was going to buy a surfboard, and his dad said, Buy free, sell the other two for a profit, and then you've got your one for free. And that's how the Ron John Surf Shop was born. That's how great this documentary was. I went off down an internet rabbit hole to look at a shop that I visited 23 years ago and bought the greatest pair of flip-flops that ever existed. I was really hoping this was going to be something that would scare the shit out of you so we're going to have a laugh. Um, I I truly was. I couldn't be more. I I was begging for it to end. I, it was just yeah, dreadful. And, it, 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 and you just, like I say, we've seen so many documentaries, good, bad, and different, that this was 
the most amount of filler I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, they even have a nine-year-old kid come and tell you what he would do if Wrinkles the Clown came for him. And they said how he'd do it. You'd ask him to stand next to him by a lake, and he'd push him into the alligators. Yeah. And then they literally got, like, a clown suit filled with meat and chucked it to alligators in Florida. Yeah. Like, that's how much time they had to fill <laughs> with this one. This was, to- like, I mean, at least at least Kate Nash had something happen, kind of. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, you wait till we get to the Patrick Swayze one. Um, so, I mean, that was pretty much it, right? We meet we meet the real Wrinkles the Clown. The um, real guy we, we was a clever filmmaker. And the a- interesting thing is he left it open-ended and yeah. people did that with it. Do you know what I mean? So yes. he made one video, one, like a bunch of stickers, and then he, he ran the Facebook group for Wrinkles the Clown sightings. So he would just take a picture of himself yeah. in a bush somewhere and then post it up there yeah. under, under different things. Well, I, th- I think the um, I think the entire documentary should have been called "How to Create a Successful YouTube Channel." Yeah, because because that's all he did, right? Because the final video he makes, where he he goes into that guy's and appears in the back back garden, I mean, that was genius. He clearly didn't make this documentary because he would have put a lot more drama into it, like he did on, or maybe he's only good for those you know, those 60-second viral videos. Well, that's an interesting thing because um, I think it's a line in the American office, a weird guy when he's talking about horror. Um, narrative is comforting. When you're watching a horror movie and you've seen a lot, you know the time scales of what's happening. So the fact there's even a story is comforting. So right, okay. The fact there isn't a story in what he's putting is just unsettling. You don't know what happens next. You don't know this mm. bit. You don't know that bit. You just know that scary guy's there yeah. and the camera went off. That's And that's similar to what made the Blair Witch go super viral back in yeah. the 90s. And that was a huge, a huge thing that happened in terms of guerrilla marketing saying that that was a real story. Jesus wept. There's no one's ever going to believe found footage ever again after how popular that went and how um, that's been followed. But yeah, this this documentary it was an interesting thing about how he made the video. The guy was a, a very talented movie maker. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. He but, understood but what drama. The doc, but the documentary people weren't. Unfortunately, but, I don't but know. But I'm if wondering it's if pandemic related or well, I'm wondering if the guy who was the real wrinkles, the clown, was he the guy who made the documentary? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I, I think he... No, he must have been because no one knows who he is. So they wouldn't have been able to contact him. But there was only one funny bit because the, the the scary thing in it was the American kids like and saying how much they're going to hurt Wrinkles the Clown and the hate mail they would leave. Um, so at one point, Wrinkles' phone dies, right? Because he was receiving, receiving so many text messages and calls. So again, Rick, from your experience of working in a mobile phone shop... What phone should he have that's got the longest battery life so he could keep receiving all of that hate calls from all of those little kids? You're dead behind the eyes. I'm looking at you now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, just look at, I just looked at looked at the screen. I wanted you to think that my screen had frozen for, for a second. Um, um, yeah, but I, the only bit I found funny was uh, when he does the final scare... Then he makes that video and you see him running away from the house. So he, he takes his clown costume off, puts it in a plastic bag and the mask off. And then he jumps into the car where his mate's waiting. And he went, Jesus, that kid, they were terrified and they ran away and they screamed down the house when I went into the house. God, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, the part of that that made me laugh, which is like, 
because he's arranging with the parents. The parents are in on it, but they want natural scares from the kids, is what I understand, is how they did it. Because you see him setting up the scene with the parents, yeah. and there was a trigger word for when they were yeah. meant to look outside, yeah, and yeah. they were filming and things. And he went, um, who, 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 who's your neighbours? Do they know this is happening? And they went, ah, we don't really get on with them. <laughs> and then that was it. So the neighbour could have looked out and been like, there's a fucking clown in that guy's garden. And he could have pulled a gun and shot him, right? That's... Because that yeah. that's his real fear, isn't it? That someone's going to shoot him. Go, yes, yeah, all right. I killed Wiggles. That Wrinkles, the clown. It was. He's still dangerous, right? He abducted that girl. Because you know what? You'll believe stuff you watch on the internet. Because even I was thinking, oh, I wonder how that girl is. She made the video with him. It was all a fake. The whole thing. Forget Wrinkles, the clown. The Beagles just joined us in in the podcast room. Hello, buddy. No, he doesn't want to talk about wrinkles either. So we've had to get rid of my cat earlier. Now we've got the dog. Um, I watched, um, because it was on Amazon, when it finished, I genu- I needed a palate cleanser. So I started watching Eddie Peppertone. What's that? He's one of my favourite stand-up comedians. He's um, superb. Absolutely. It's one of the funniest I've ever seen, ever. He's- Have you checked Brent Moran in yet? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I haven't seen all of it. Same as Eddie Peppertone. I got about 20 minutes in and then something else happened. Um, I liked him, man. It was, there was something about his delivery that was really good. And just the the machine gun, like the staccato kind of, bam, joke, 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 joke. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I learned a lot. It shows, it shows the difference between like a world-class actor doing it, who's also a great comedian. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's those breakneck speed little act outs and like just the quick yeah. voices you, you can put on. It, it, it's fantastic. I would recommend uh, I'm Brent Moran uh, yeah, to anyone. Yeah, over. If you're going to watch Wrinkles the Clown, I'd watch that instead. Um, no, Ed, Eddie Peppertone, <laughs> hands down, for the masses. Ed, or bit, the Bitter Buddha, Eddie Peppertone, is one of the funniest things I've ever experienced in my life. Oh. And his live shows were just, um, as he, he said in it, and I thought you'd quite like this, he screams into the microphone, when did murder become entertainment? <laughs> and one of the audience heckles back, OJ. <laughs> That's a good line. It's Speaking a, of which, I found an audio document we are going to do in the future. That that one looks all right. Okay. Let's, uh, well, let's wrap up Wrinkles the Clown. Here's what happens in Wrinkles the Clown. Let's wrap up Wrinkles the Clown and just yeah. leave it at the bottom of the fucking ocean because this documentary was probably the worst we've seen. I'd, I'd have to go along with that, actually. Yeah. And I, I'm disgusted that I recommended it first. No, I, I like. I got to be honest. I forgot you'd even recommended the buddy. Um, so we're both so as bad. Still... So we're both guilty here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it was one of those ones that was listed as one of the top new documentaries the last couple of years, and no, it's it's definitely not. Yeah, I, I can I'll tell you what is funny. It's though. only got one recommend. It's only got one award nomination. And you know me, Rick. I look at this sort of stuff. I, they've I was all about got, to bring that up. Well, they've all got ten to twenty recommendation. Or, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, nominations and this one's only got one yeah there's a reason you didn't take your story anywhere yeah they they just had to fill 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 until this guy explained oh i made the video yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh yeah so yeah I, this is getting this a flat one for me if that wow okay i'm i know you can't be bullied to change your score i think you should cut that in half i should add in my half a point and we give it a one 
Yeah, I'll do that. 0.5. I was, I, was, uh, okay. I, was, I was tempted to do that. Right, okay. I'm going to give it 0.5 as well. So it gets a flat one. There we go. That's, uh, yeah, save your time. I, I hope we've entertained you with our other stories because there was fuck all to talk about in this documentary. But we are, since it's coming back to lockdown, and this one's coming out this week, so it's going to be a yes. bonus episode onto the one we're already doing. If you could share a um, link to the podcast or, or recommend it to anyone, we're going to be going back to releasing two a week now because we've got literally nothing else to do. Matt's just had how like, Matt's just had a month's worth of work cancelled. Yeah, I was getting back on. I, I've just had all, all my gigs cancelled, so now me and Matt are in a room trying to find documentaries of two very different tastes to watch. So, like, if you <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed it, uh, and uh, yeah, I hope everyone's keeping safe with uh, what's mental going on on the planet right now well that's very sweet of you rick so yeah come and come and join us again next time rick let's, and if uh, you're an an- and if you're an anti-masker who thinks covid isn't real then uh, the guy you listen to on youtube is dead right, uh, <laughs> dead right. <laughs> yeah keep, keep watching the idiots what well, whoever you believe just keep believing them i'm, I'm sure no no I'm i mean sure if right. you if you listen to the studies then then masks aren't on aren't, aren't working or anything um i saw a meme yeah, <laughs> it says sort of meme that says I should be allowed to do the thing that I like, <laughs> but it affects my. What about me? Yeah, it's not about you. It's not about no, you. No, those. Do you know what? That's that's the one thing. I mean, we talked a lot about social media and the social dilemma and things like that. I think we've either released or got coming out soon. Um, it is interesting from Facebook because since I was in intermediate and I was in lower classes and higher i i ha- i have a very good cross section of iq across my social media and the people that are saying that covid's bullshit are the people that got the similar results to me at school <laughs> not the people that got similar results to my girlfriend um I've, I've not too many doctors all of it yeah that's uh even my dentist gave me some good advice i'm just going to do what he said because uh He's from South Africa, and he has authority what did he and say, gravitas. Floss. Uh, he, he said definitely floss, <laughs> um, or the hygienist will tell you off. But he said just keep wearing a mask. And you went, and when you come home, wash your hands. But keep I wearing the mask. Stories. I got a dentist story to wrap up on. Um, had two fake, and uh, so it was brutal. Had to go and get the tooth whipped out, and the lassie who was doing it, I mean, she was. Your size and thinner. Do you know what? I mean? Like she was oh, tiny. That's what I want to be. Was, yeah, yeah. And she was struggling. <laughs> 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 yeah, everyone looks at you and goes, "He's too thin." Yeah, oh, he probably got picked. Probably got picked on for. Probably got picked on for his weight <laughs> at school. That guy. Um, so, and, and like, so if you, I've had this pain for like three days at this point. It's absolutely agonizing. And uh, she, she's like trying to jack the tooth out, uh, and it's not coming out. She's struggling like fuck, right? and it's lasting forever. And she tells me, "I can try this for two more minutes, and then we're gonna have to stop, and you're gonna have to go to a hospital and book an appointment in a few days." So I'm fucking like livid at this point because I'm like, so the anesthetic's gonna wear off. The pain I have been in, I'm now gonna have like you know this tooth half wrenched out. To deal with in terms of the pain for it as well. So oh, she goes man. back for another two minutes and she gets it out finally. So we've been in there about 20 minutes. It's like like sweating. She is grafted to get this tooth whipped out of my the back of my teeth. 
and uh, she says, okay, and um, uh, just keep it clean. Uh, don't smoke for three days. And I went, wait a minute. She went, yeah, don't smoke for three days. I went, can you whack it back in for a second while I nip out for one? <laughs> <laughs> it got nothing. <laughs> did not get a laugh for that one at all. Um, but yeah, that that is that that's the podcast. That is almost an almost an hour on Wrinkles the Clown, and we were more on point than this fucking documentary was for the hour. Yeah, we, we yeah, truly we were. were. If you want to watch run a successful it- YouTube channel, watch this guy. Fast forward the first forty minutes. Uh, watch the last uh, twenty-eight. Job done. There you if go. you want to be scared, watch The Shining, movies like Sinister, The Strangers is excellent. Um, Grave Encounters was a great one. Fox News, um, that's scary. Yeah, or, or just just watch watch the news. Yeah, which CNN. Is just unshaven people on Zoom calls. It's very unappe- unappealing <laughs> for me to watch right now. I don't I don't listen to anyone that looks like that because we're just used to people on TV better looking now. Yeah, um, that's true. They got the likes of me and you might be able to get TV careers now because people are like, oh, it's, oh, they're putting real people on television. Do you know what? what, do you we, know what? Do we you need know more how... short, fat people. What's that Matt Wills doing? Well, I'm you know available, how... everybody. Do you have any idea how many people have to be taken by this virus for us to be on TV? <laughs> <laughs> like... is, it, is it the 99%? We'll be back down to the it 1% is... and then we might, it we is... might be in with a shot. It's more than four times than the sage is worst case scenario. I tell you that much. <laughs> right, and on that happy note, we will leave you. So uh, join us again. Take care. Please like, subscribe. Yeah. I hope you All guys enjoy it. And uh, we, we, we have fun doing it. So yeah, you guys take care. Thank you for listening. I've been Matt Wills. That was been Rick Wharton. Cheerio. Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh.